Pull the pencil secrets. Hello, and welcome to the other side of 100 episodes of the Erasable Podcast, episode 101. Woohoo! I'm Johnny Gambert, joined by my co-host and comrade Andy Welfley. Hello, you, Andy? I'm very good. Happy to be here at 101. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's Erasable 101. This is like back to the basics episode. Yeah. Oh, we should have done a tie-in with that. We but should have. <laughs> speak of Pencils 101, a little later we'll be joined by Randy Reagan, who is famous for his vintage bullet pencil restorations, for coining the term nubbins, and for his <laughs> kindness. And also, I think we're not just going to talk about you know the buying of bullet pencils, but the history of bullet pencils. So that's yeah. going to be super fun. Looking forward to that. But before we go back in time, perhaps we'll jump onto our usual tools of the trade. Yeah. Go first, sir? Sure. Well, I feel like the last since we recorded last, I have been like all consumed with assembling plum, Plumbago magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a, a lot of time for for reading, but like I have, I guess I've watched some television. Like as I've folded and stapled. Um, I do have to talk a little later about this insane stapler that I bought um, for it. <laughs> but <laughs> I uh, I watched uh, two of the. Have you ever seen the Pitch Perfect movies? No. Um, So they are um, movie musicals, I guess. Uh, It's kind of like Glee, only in college and in a movie. And I'm a little bit obsessed with them. It has Anna (laughs) Anna Kendrick, who's really great in it. um, uh, Rebel Wilson, who is uh, like an Australian comedian. She's really fantastic. And just a bunch of really good people. Um, And it's like slightly musical, too. So they sing a lot of like hits of today and yesterday kind of things. Um, And they kind of weave it into a a loose narrative um it's really good i did finish um because i was just really slow and i finished summerland by michael chabon which i talked about i think in episode 99 um it's so good and it just surprises me so much that tim uh has not finished it because he didn't finish it he did not finish it um maybe maybe that was a secret sorry sorry to out you tim um (laughs) but it's like made for tim it's like baseball and it's michael chabon it's yeah it's it's really good um so yeah, I and then also during uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about this on a analog podcast, but I um during Amazon Prime Day I bought a new uh Kindle because my old my old Kindle is pretty old and was not holding a charge, so I got a new one and it's amazing. Like it just works really awesome. well. The UI is really good. It connects to Goodreads, which is what I use to like manage the things I want to read, like my to read list. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan and I've I try to balance it out with paper books too, but whenever I'm traveling, like just a Kindle's just the easiest thing to carry along with me. I've never read an ebook before. It's um what an I like e-book. about that over like, you know, like a tablet is that um the Kindles have those like e ink displays. So they're mm-hmm. they're pr- they're pretty high contrast and you can get them with a backlight, but uh, you don't necessarily need the backlight if you're in like a well-lit room. So um I don't feel like I strain my eyes because I don't have a backlight. Um, so it's, it's pretty good. It, it, it does look and feel as much like paper as I think you're going to get without actually being on paper. Hmm. And just because I like having kind of like a couple different books going at once, um, this just makes it really easy and lightweight to, to read. So I'm a big Kindle fan. Awesome. Yeah. And I am writing with um, something I will talk about later, but it is a new uh, twist bullet pencil that I have. And I'm writing Ooh, in, nice. in my... Um, Mercury Atlas 6 field notes. Awesome. Yeah. So um 
No, it wasn't Mercury, it was Gemini. Which one had uh, Freedom 7? Um, yes, that was the... Um, crap. It's Gemini, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, we saw that at, um, in Boston at the JFK Museum. Ooh, that's cool. It was on loan from the Smithsonian. Yeah, and you were just at the Air and Space Museum, weren't you, too? Yeah, they have, um, they have different, different uh, iterations of the yeah. capsules there. Yeah, yeah, I love the Air and Space Museum. It's really cool. I need to go to the JFK Museum. Yeah, it was cool. They, so they promised a, um, this new Hemingway exhibit. So, you know, of course, I was like stoked. But it was literally some pictures on the wall on the way to the bathroom. Like, that's all it was. Because, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, the Hemingway collection's there, but you can't go see it unless you have like a research agenda and make an appointment. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're going to put some Hemingway stuff out. But it was, you know, you could look at it on a website. They didn't have any actual artifacts. So I was really disappointed. Yeah. But, you know, the rest of the museum is cool and worth going for. That's good to know. It's the yeah. pre- it's the presidential library. Is that what it is, or is it the? Yeah, it's a it presidential different? library and museum. Cool. Like it's and it's it's sort of um sits out on a point in Boston Harbor. It's a really cool view. It's a really really neat building. Yeah, it's definitely definitely worth checking out. The only the only presidential library I've ever been to is the Jimmy Carter one that's in Atlanta, and that was pretty fun. But it was definitely like, yeah, not as. Not as cool as I think that probably the JFK one would be. <laughs> yeah, it was really neat. Yeah. Cool. How about you? So um, I have not been reading anything lately just because we were on vacation and then we all took turns with a stomach bug that, Ooh. you know, the, where the main symptom was just that your stomach hurts and you feel like crap. Yeah. Like I can't even like throw up and get some relief. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got into a new show on Netflix called Ripper Street. Have you seen this show? I have seen about this show. I have not actually seen it. Yeah, so it's a British cop show set six months after the Jack the Ripper murders. And it has Matthew McFadyen, who I like very, very much. And literally every episode has a guest star from Game of Thrones, which is pretty (laughs) interesting. You know know there's only like 15 British actors in the world, so they all have to rotate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's, it's pretty violent. For, especially for not an American show, but you know, yeah. if you don't mind, if you don't mind that, it's very good. Um, and I've been obsessed with '80s pop lately, especially uh, early Madonna. And I really want to start a Madonna cover band. Yes. So I just need a drummer and also someone who can sing Madonna songs. <laughs> but other than that, you're there. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to do some like filthy hipster thing and have some bearded guy singing the Madonna songs and be that ironic. Like, no. Not like that. <laughs> I, th- I think you could do it. I think you could pull it off. Yeah, the the stipulation is no keyboards, just guitars and bass Ooh. and drums. You I could think uh, we can do it. Start training Charlotte to uh, to get to get ready for it. Yeah, get on the drums. Yeah, yeah. I've got a guitar <laughs> player lined up. I feel like and a bass player. I feel like Henry's the drummer. He seems he seems like the like hardcore one. He he wants to learn the bass. Really, which I'm I'm really happy about. Yeah. Huh. Yay! I mean, as soon as he's big enough to yeah. put his hands on one, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's really all I've been consuming lately. And yeah. I am writing with a Statler Morris school pencil, which is a perfect match for the red covered resolution field notes book that I'm using right now. Nice. So, like, I'm really, really satisfied with how these look together. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, I'd complained when they came out that I didn't like the paper in the resolution, but I've come to really like the texture. It's really nice for pencil. It kind of sucks for ink, but you know. <laughs> whatever yeah yeah who needs that yeah those are nice like bold primary colors yeah yeah by the way you you sent me some of those norris school pencils they're really nice yeah Yeah. um the quality control especially for such a cheap pencil is really amazing yeah 
really happy about that. I wish that our school pencils, especially around back to school time, were that nice, but they're not, which yeah. we might talk about. <laughs> so you want to jump into fresh points? Yeah. Um, first, I think I probably should just give a quick plumbago and um, 100th episode confident update. Um, so uh, <laughs> the plumbagos are going to be a little late. I... Uh, underestimated the time that I had to assemble these things and the work that would go into it. So um, I thought I was going to get it all assembled before um, we record this on Monday and Tuesday morning, I'm flying to Vancouver for a week uh, until the next Sunday. So um, I thought I was going to be, be able to get them all mailed out before then. And I was wrong. So really sorry about that. I don't want to entirely blame it on uh, stamps.com. Um, but I, th- I feel comfortable <laughs> in blaming much of it on stamps.com. Um, did you know, Johnny, piece of trivia, that there are two different kinds of uh, indicia, which is like stamps. now owned by stamps.com. Uh, there are two different kinds of accounts. The kind of account I used to have is different from the kind of account I have now, and that you uh, neither can transfer the money you put on postage between those accounts, and the stamps that you buy for one account does not work for the other account. <laughs> And it's completely arbit- completely arbitrary. So Yay, I was getting ready to yeah I was getting ready to do all this, and then I found out that you know I had loaded two hundred and fifty bucks for shipping onto um, to one of them, and now I can't get them off and give them to the other one. They told me that oh we can get you that money back in four to six weeks. We'll mail you a check. <laughs> I'm just like what? Yeah, a check. So <laughs> so I was like okay, well I'll just you know I'll just use this new account that I have and you know, just put my old stamps, like, because they give you basically a sheet of stamps that you run through the printer. Uh, and you have to put in, like, an activation code in order to show that you, you're you not, like, reuse, re- reusing stamps. <sighs> and so <laughs> I tried putting in the activation code. It didn't work. Called them back. Found out that it's the wrong kind of activation code. They have to send me new stamps. So they're mailing me <laughs> these new stamps, and they did not get here in time. So I'm... Oh, man. Frustrated, and I would love to just go to the post office and buy like regular stamps, you know, like you know, fifty like first class stamps. But the denom like the the configuration of stamps I would have to buy would it would require no less than four stamps, and I don't have time to put four stamps on all yeah. of those. <laughs> so uh, this has been my uh, you know my patented rant about that. Um, yeah, so long story short, it's probably going to be into next week before I get orders mailed out, but they're all ready to go. I still have more plumbagos to assemble, but I have enough for uh, at least for the people who ordered single issues of plumbago. Um, for those of you who ordered more than one, um, it's going to take me a, like another little bit to put that together. So for putting those together, I did buy a giant freaking stapler. Um, and only because I'm too lazy to use the typewriter belt to not use the other word. Um, <laughs> it is a booklet stapler, which like mounts to my desk or to a kitchen table and has like a little metal, like it looks like the, a stand you like you put sheet music on. You put your booklet on that and there's a foot pedal and you push the foot pedal and it goes. Thump. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> it's very cool. I want to yeah. pl- come over and play with it. You should. We can, miles away. <laughs> we can just have a, a staple day. Um, so yeah, that is my plumbago update. Um, by the time you're listening listening to this, uh, dear listener, we will have closed orders for confidants, and we did get plenty of orders in uh, to meet the minimums. So 
Um, I will have submitted those numbers and submitted the logo, and it will take about two weeks for um, Baron Fig to create those and ship them to Johnny, and then Johnny will ship them to you. Wow, two weeks is really fast. That's awesome. Yeah, um, they already have the stock. Um, Jay from Baron Fig said he's he's reserved about 300 um, notebooks for, for us to use. I was like, you, you won't need that many, Jay. Thank you, though. <laughs> So we, um, yeah, we, we probably got about 150 orders, maybe a little bit more. Um, we're recording this before we, we end it. Um, yeah, so it's going to be awesome. Thank you all so much for, um, being part of this and, and helping to support the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are going to be really cool. Um, I did want to quickly mention that I, um, I posted this in the group and I think I may have put it on my Instagram, but, um, John Fontaine a couple months ago, um, posted fr- he's from, you know, twist, um, bullet pencil. He posted that he has these Cerakote twists, which means that they are made with a very thin layer of ceramic coating on the bullet pencil. Um, they do scratch, which I was kind of expecting. I was not expecting. Um, <laughs> but they came in an olive drab, which is a very like military color. Like I kind of feel like, kind of looks like a a grenade right or like a yeah like a like a like a gun or something like that it's very tactical but yeah you need to carry one of those um those government issued green notebooks to say memorandum on the cover yeah i do with one of those yeah they're very cool i think he said he had a few left so if you go to his website and order one of the white bullet pencils um we'll have a link and show notes to that and just put in the notes that you want one of the seracotes um he can put this together but Excuse me. I don't know how many he has left. I'd like it a lot. Um, and last thing I'll mention, well, I guess I have two more. Um, I do want to discuss this one with you, but I will mention by the time you're listening to this, I will be in Vancouver, Canada for a week, which I'm excited about. Um, I'm going to try to meet up with some Vancouver erasable people, um, including John Morris, which should be fun. I have a really hilarious present for him. Um <laughs> That is I it will. a secret? It's a, it's a secret. I'm sure he'll post okay. in the group about it. But uh, okay. yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited to go to Paper Yaw. If you need anything from Canada, Johnny, let me know. Or if you can think of any like Canadian... I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find any weird Canadian stationery. <laughs> it's mostly the same as um, American stationery, but uh, spelled, spelled in the British way, though. But yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Kalur pencil. Yeah, Kalur. Um, I, I probably should mention too that I um, I just like while we started recording, got and opened my um, my new uh, Baron Fig Archers, which they just Yay. came out with last week. I think they announced it. Um, they're going to announce it today or tomorrow, right? So I think I am comfortable. We're comfortable in talking about it. Um, but maybe I'll just mention. I'll talk about what this is. Um, it is really cool because it is a collaboration with with Caroline Weaver, who we all know and love. Um, it is it is called the Element is the name of it, and what what makes this an element um, on the barrel? Um, it's this sort of like hand dipped pencil, and it it comes in this like this like pale pink color. down toward the like point and then up probably the top half or maybe the top even like like three-fifths even is is this like brown gray color would you say that's brown or would you say that's gray um i see gray okay but i I can see how you could also see brown i see brown and especially so when les posted her um 
uh, like kind of like teaser Instagram of it, it looked really brown. And so maybe... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, it kind of looked like chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it looks like a, something I would want to eat. But um, in the brown or gray part, uh, it says Baron Fig, you know, times Carolyn Weaver. But it also has a bunch of little glyphs on it. Um, I see a tree stump. I see a droplet, which I would take to mean maybe like paint. Um, I see... Oh, you know what that is? I bet that's wax. Um, I bet the droplet is wax. and Because right above ah. it is like a pot, like a clay pot. Um, and then above that is something else, which I... Okay, and the diagram has this too. So, um, foil stamping, maybe? Um, it looks. Yep, it looks like foil. Uh, and then above that would be a... Um, like a... Like a paint, maybe? And then above that is... Gosh, I don't even know what that is. It's maybe like the graphite stick, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Johnny? What, what do you What do you think about this? So I really like this pencil. Yeah. Um, but the way that um, whoever makes it for Baron Fig has hand dipped them, I feel like it runs a little counter to their designs because their designs are so clean and so precise yeah. that the the handmade looking dip, which I know it is, it has its merits. Yeah. I don't think helps the design of this pencil which was so carefully done yeah like when when there's when they're kind of sitting in the box like very like precisely and they're all lined up and you pull it out like there's even like a quarter of an inch difference on some of these the dipping yeah yeah but they're so pretty and the colors are really really nice i really like the colors yeah and i did notice on mine that all of the leads are like totally spot on for Mm. centering that's good which doesn't always happen unless you buy black wings yeah so that's, yeah. that's very good. I really like that. Yeah, I'm pulling mine out too, and it looks like probably mine are as well. Um, I, I've, I, I mean, I just opened these, so I haven't even had time to sharpen one up yet. But I, I assume it's the same, like, the same core as their other archers. Yeah, and it's got that nice spicy smell. They'd use a really yeah. nice cedar. Yeah. Um, I got to wonder, like, you know, I think, you know, I don't want to give a give a tease a spoiler but like we're gonna have i th- i think next time we have caroline on in the, in the future um we should ask her about this a little bit because i'm really interested to know kind of like what like where she stops and barrett and fake begins like you know they collaborated Whoa. but what did they do yeah, good question yeah yeah that'll be interesting but like the the graphic on the front too on the box is really great like there's Oh, okay. <laughs> if I just would have read, I could have read what all these glyphs mean. There's graphite, glue, foil, paint, clay, water, and wood. Alone, these might <laughs> they may seem like ordinary materials when they're forged. When forged together, they create the extraordinary. Um, so yeah, there's and there's this cool little like diagram of that, like a like a breakdown of a like a breakout of a pencil, which is really neat. Yeah, yeah that, I feel like that that would actually be a really cool tattoo. That would Look be a that, really cool tattoo. That, that uh, that graph. Yes. Yeah. One day I'll get one. <laughs> one day we're all going to meet up and get our tattoo. Now, see, we, you said it on a podcast. That told, is legally binding. And we Maryland. told Caitlin uh, last time that we were so. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Uh. Um. Cool. So that is kind of my fresh points wrapped up. How about yours, Johnny? Yes. Yeah, so, um, that was it three weeks ago. I was in Boston, and I got to meet up with Les and Dee and Dee's wife for coffee and oh, stationary so adventures. so jealous. So jealous. I think we had 
coffee twice. We did have coffee twice. Well, Les and I had coffee twice. Nice. Before I started cutting back. But um, we got to go to Bob's Slate, which is cool because especially when I was there the other times, I had a child with me, which means, number one, they might not be that interested. And two, they can't reach everything. And three, like, please shut up and hold still. Daddy's looking at pencils. <laughs> so that was, like, ultra fun. Uh-huh. Like, get to browse the stationery store with people that like it as much as you do. Yeah. And, and get it. And also, I think in their presence, I probably held myself back a lot more, which is good. <laughs> I thought uh, Melissa Chapin was maybe joining you. Yeah, she had a um, uh, dental issue. Mm. She had um, wisdom teeth out. Oh, yeah. Which did not sound like fun. No. But we'll have to meet up another time. Yeah. And go to the tea shop again, which is really, really good. There's a nice tea shop. So where Bob Slate is situated, across the street's a good coffee shop, and like a few doors down is a really good tea shop. Hmm. And it's right off the subway. It's like heaven. It's perfect. I've never been to Boston, but I would sure like to go. Yeah. So that could be where we go get tattoos. because. <laughs> uh-huh. So from what I understand, tattoos were illegal there until fairly recently. So whenever I walk around up there, people are like staring at me because I have all these tattoos. Really? So I have like one Wait, like, like, Boston n- Celtics tattoo. Not just getting a tattoo, but like presenting a tattoo? I guess just getting them was. Oh, okay. Less less explain it to me, but I forgot. Yeah. Yeah, and also, I suppose up there, there's a lot less uh, short sleeve weather than we have in Maryland. That's true. How I far hope, how uh, far is that by train for you? Um, It's seven hours. Okay. If you take the, well, eight hours if you take the weekend train, which I did not realize. That was not that fun. Yeah. Or you could oh. take the Acela in six. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so that's probably, that's probably about the same length of time it would take me to fly. So... Yeah, to f- yeah. fly from here is like a real hassle to go to Boston. Oh, Plus, um, you don't go up that high, and it's a really bumpy flight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I bet not. Or I bet so. We flew, yeah, I flew from Philly to Baltimore before, and you can like look out the window and like watch the wings flap. I'm like, this isn't really that fun. <laughs> <laughs> and that especially would be way quicker to take the train. Yeah. I always get so confused about all the states lined up on the East Coast. Like, the West Coast, there's only, what, three states, right? It's really... Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's... And, um, the, the where the where the coast is is weird here because Maryland only has a little bit of coast, but then we have the bay, so we actually have a ton of coast. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Delaware, we should just take it. <laughs> just take over Delaware. <laughs> yeah, Who, who's using that? Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of Maryland, we need to talk about the right notepads yeah. release in time for our summer release episode. But their summer release was out. It's called the Lawn, and like it is freaking awesome. I feel like right notepads always really nails summer. Yeah. There um was the was the twenty sixteen one called the Kindred Spirit? Uh twenty sixteen yeah, Kindred yeah. Spirit. Yeah, it had fire. Yeah. Uh, last summer they had the Chesapeake, which is like as Maryland as you can yeah. get. Yeah, yeah, water. Yeah. And now these, land. Yeah, these have um grass blades letter pressed on them and they come with a sticker sheet full of stuff you might find on a Baltimore lawn. But so I saw a draft and they cut out the rat and they cut out the Virgin Mary statue, which is disappointing. <laughs> yeah. If you've seen uh, John Waters' Pecker film, full of rice. <laughs> so I grew I, up in that neighborhood. I do. I, I was going to ask you about that grass. I have not gotten mine yet, but um, it's uh, so the grass is like letter pressed on, right? Like you said. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Nice. It's really that, intricate. I was hoping for something like that rather than just like, you know, like, you know, offset printed on. Yeah, they look, they're really cool. I don't know why people aren't talking about them more. I think maybe we're oversaturated. But um, the belly band is the pattern of a picnic blanket, which is 
Yeah. It's freaking perfect. Like, I really, really like these books. And they went back to their lines minus the margin. So you've got, you know, a saddle stitch book that opens up wide. There's a little wider with, like, phenomenal paper in it. So, like, they're super pocket-friendly. I really like them. Yeah. And they went they went light with the cover stock, which I also really like. like I don't like, you know, 100, 120-pound cover stock. It feels like I'm carrying, like, a dictionary in my pocket. Yeah. So that thing will last... Yeah, those yeah. Uh, those flamingo stickers are really cool. Yeah, that's like really a Baltimore thing. I, my mom has some in her yard. I was going to take some pictures from my um, post, but I think when I was writing, it was raining because it's been, it's been raining here nonstop. Hmm. Yeah, so if they'll have the link in the show notes. If you don't have them yet, like get some because I have it on reasonable authority. This wasn't a giant run. Mm-hmm. So get them while you can get them. Time's running and out. Also, yeah, they have some stuff on sale on their website too, including Chesapeake for like eight bucks. Oh, nice. Can't, yeah, it can't beat that. Wow. If I you didn't... live in Baltimore, you'll get them in a day. So that's cool. <laughs> Johnny just like yeah. runs them to your house. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, those are on sale. The fall ones from last year are on sale and uh, the Morse ones are on sale. Yeah. I see. Yeah. The Sakura ones are sold out. That's that's interesting. Yeah. yeah those are so sweet. Yeah. They have. Okay, yeah, the fingerprints ones, uh, fingerprint ones, the Chesapeake Bay ones, and the Samuel Morse ones are all are all on sale for eight Yeah, bucks. I think the Morse one was a big run. Yeah. If I understand that one right. Yeah, that one was one of my favorites and just like the style of it. Like it was just the way, just like the the genre of it was so good. Yeah, that, that one I think had their best pencil, the Telegraph yeah, pencil. Those yeah. were so perfect. Those were good. I don't know. My favorite pencil still, I think, from from Write Notepads is the Goldfield. Like those little little oh, tiny yeah. ones. Yeah. I don't think they sold out yet. Yeah, they they still have them three packs for five bucks. Nice. If I didn't have if I didn't have four packs of them, <laughs> I would consider I have I have a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So um it's you know, back to school time. So I have another kid going to school. So we did some back to school shopping and I have small reports to report back. And that is if you go to Staples there, my first Ticonderogas are made in China now, not Mexico. Hmm. And even in the package, you can see how much nicer they are. So I'm really, really happy about this. I hope this is a thing. Now the, the finish is nicer. The cores among all the packs that I saw at Staples were like perfectly centered, which is my pet peeve. The, Color was a little darker. They're really, really nice. I was really happy about this. Hemi was happy because, you know, pencils. Yeah. And um, so I picked up some of those new USA titaniums at Walmart that are USA golds with a fancier ferrule. Mm. And like, so they're, how much were they? Five and a half bucks for three dozen, which is not terrible. Yeah. Or nine bucks for a 60 pack. And I just think it's cool that there's a 60 pack. But, um, so what Ticonderoga does around back-to-school time is they sell these big packs of pencils, and they say premium wood, but they're not cedar. And if you open them up, you know, they're not first-quality Ticonderogas Yeah. because, you know, it's what they made for back-to-school. And I was really disappointed to see that the USA Golds and the USA Titaniums were not cedar this year. They say um, premium wood, and there's, there are references on there, too. 87% of teachers who have ever heard of them recommend them for the classroom because they're trying to push Ticonderoga out. Yeah. So, interesting, but also kind of disappointing. What is, does premium, what is that, is that code for a different kind of wood or does it just mean that it's like just sourced from elsewhere and it's not cedar? Um, I don't know. Like, is that a basswood or is it a, okay. 
but they look like white pine. They kind of look like what's in um, uh, a Staedtler Norris. Yeah. And they said the the wood is U.S. sourced. Hmm. I feel like this is but, a this is a Charles Berlesheimer question. Yeah, I was going to send him some of the titaniums and ask if he could identify them. Yeah. Also, the quality control in them is not that good, but the core is really nice, like yeah. really smooth, really dark. Hmm. So they're worth getting, but don't buy as many of them as I bought. Hmm. I'm going to do it. They're gonna <laughs> Did you get go the 60 pack? The, I got one 60 pack and one 36 pack. <laughs> so I think the 60 packs is going to go for, you know, my kids' school spy list are like so many boxes of pencils. Like, yeah. well, here's a really big one. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, if you if you and Tim would like to try them, I'm very happy to send you some. I they are very pretty. The silver stamp looks really good. Yeah, it's the cedar thing that bugs me. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying one. I do. I I need. I haven't been to look at any back to school shopping yet. Like I'm still sort of in denial that it's time for that. Even though I <laughs> right? been, I no longer like you know, going back to school has no like relevance in my life. Like I'm <laughs> I'm never going back to school. But yeah, it's it's still sort of like it makes me just like. <clears throat> It's the end of the summer. Yeah, see, to see how big these lists get is yeah. kind of alarming. Yeah. Like one of Charlotte, I think it was Charlotte's, the school supply, there's a wish list for the teacher, including um, an electric pencil sharpener. Hmm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably have one if you're a teacher. But Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to uh, call up Randy yeah. and jump on to Let's get more- Randy on. I have a yeah, feeling we'll this it. is going to be a this is going to be a lively one. So yeah, get ready. Awesome. So now for our main topic, we move on to our conversation with famous bullet pencil lover, bullet pencil restorer, and bullet pencil historian Randy Reagan. Hey, Randy. Randy. Hey, hey. guys. Welcome. Hey Thank you. It's great to be here. I'm so happy. Randy is a longtime member of the Erasable Group. I think you were among the first hundred to to be part of that, weren't you, Randy? The first hundred? I wasn't aware. I'm I'm early on, but I didn't yeah. realize. Wow. Yeah, I have no actual like analytics to back that up. That's just what it seems like. <laughs> it seems like you've been around for a while. I have. Yeah. yeah. So before we hit you with a barrage of questions, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Um. Yeah, well, sure. You bet. I'm uh, uh, my actually my name is Robert Robert Reagan, but my friends and family call me Randy. And online, I am well slash was a D list celebrity in the world of genealogy. You know, family history, looking it up, that type thing. And that kind of leads into part of my love for bullet pencils, the history connected with the pencil nerdness. Um, But uh, yeah, so I've been around a while. And oh, I, got, I got this for you because this is going to happen, Johnny. This is going to happen to you, Andy. You decide to settle down and raise some children. This is going to happen to you. <laughs> so it's here we are. It's 1995, right? What were you doing in 1995, guys? I was 12. Uh, okay, so what were you doing? <laughs> um, technology-wise. Technology-wise. Technology wise, I was right before – no, it was right after I got my first computer. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, we I had a typewriter. We had AOL. I don't think I had the internet yet. Oh yeah, AOL. Right. Yeah. Right. I, and what about you? Um, I used pencils, paper, and typewriters. Really? You Back weren't big then. on the computers yet? Okay. Okay. No. Johnny doesn't a, actually know what a computer is right now. College. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I didn't start using them until I was in college, huh. halfway through. Yeah. Well, that, that's okay. Yeah. What I about you? Took Randy? away my typewriter. <laughs> well, well, that that was the thing. I had you know used computers and stuff since the eighties. 
Uh, and I was on what they call BBSs. Do you oh, remember yeah. what a BBS? Bulletin board service. Yeah. So I was that. I was but in a I, Star Trek BBS. I <laughs> One, <laughs> one, that's great. And two, I believe it. <laughs> so, so I was uh, with my wife at a friend's house, right? I'm 35 years old and 95. Okay. 35. You know, I'm still ready to change the world. Yeah. I saw the World Wide Web through the original, you know, the big one, uh, the web browser. You remember? Netscape. Oh, yeah. Mozilla. Yeah. The gray yeah. background. Click here. And there's pictures. And my wife said that my eyes got as big as saucers because I saw, since I was involved with the genealogy family history so much, like yeah. I, I write how-to courses and, and, and kind of the inner, it's my specialty and everything. And it, it, listen, it's gonna, it sounds like I'm boasting, but believe me, it all comes crumbling down. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do have to ask, Randy, as a, yeah. uh, as a fellow Hoosier, um, did you ever take advantage of the Allen County Public Library genealogy services? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The, the wor- yeah. World's largest collection is the family history. Uh, well, the, the family history centers connect like a hub to the uh, the family history library in Salt Lake City, and yeah. then the number number two largest resource is Allen County. Yep. absolutely. That was my home they, library, my my very favorite library. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. 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 But, but anyway, so I saw the potential to put. You know, like the courses and genealogy stuff online. I was friends with, with other genealogists. Uh, one in particular had a course on uh, deciphering old handwriting and tombstone rubbing. And, and I just, oh, and, and I just knew, and I did it. And I sat there and, and, and figured out how to do web pages. Uh, here's some trivia for you. Uh-huh. Do, you re- do you remember the first big um, uh, HTML, you know, web page maker uh, software? Do you remember the first big one? It was also from Mozilla. Oh, man. I. I used, I used a Mac when I started, so I just uh, used, like, okay. Claris. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think it I was, did. It was Hot Dog. It's hot, dog. hot Dog. Hot huh. Dog. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm making my pages with Hot Dog, and, <laughs> and, and, and it took off. Remember, this is 95. <laughs> That's like 100 years ago in the Internet world. Yeah. I, anyway, so anyway, so I was on top of it, and, 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 and it did great, and I've been doing courses and stuff for years and years, right? Yeah. But what's happening is, and this is it. It's gonna, it's gonna happen to you. It's gonna happen to you, Johnny. I promise. You got the three adorable children. I, you, I've seen. It's gonna happen one day. One day, it's all gonna pass you by, and you're gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> what, what? I think it already's <laughs> passed Johnny by. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and you're not gonna be able to keep up with it all. Yeah. And you're gonna say, you're gonna say to your kids, "Well, no. Remember, I did, I did." The race world cup podcast kids, you know that we did over 500 episodes, and they're gonna look at you <laughs> with love. <laughs> they're gonna look at you with love and kindness in their eyes and shake their head, oh dad. And then they're gonna do their own little podcast that's gonna be a three dimension 3D holographic, like the Jedi Council. <laughs> on this, you know, that's uh-huh. what it's gonna be. And they're gonna look at you with, with love and pity. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening to me today. Uh, it's like they look at me, dad, oh dad, and I'll hear about some new app. Something like, hey, have you guys have you guys heard about that? I have a two boys, one's uh, twenty three, one's fifteen. Uh, so, have you boys heard about this? We've been using that for years, Dad. I'm like, oh my god, I'm losing, I'm losing my edge. And I, and I was a, I was an internet well, pioneer. Well, welcome back to the uh, the cutting edge of internet audio streaming. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so speaking of, speaking of that, so we know you like genealogy, you like technology, it all kind of comes together. What got you interested specifically in vintage bullet pencils? <laughs> Well, here's what happened. It's um, what, four or five years. When when did Erasable start? When did you guys start officially? A little over four years ago. Okay. Yeah. It was a little over four years ago. I discovered you guys, and I discovered pencils. And, and for me, 
yeah, pencils, whatever. Pencils are pencils are pencils. And I'm so upset that, that it took me so long to figure out that if you write or draw with a quality pencil, like a quality 2B pencil, 2Bs are some of my favorites. The dark, smooth, silky lines. It's like, oh, I've been missing out. I've been missing out. And so when I joined Erasable, I was learning about pencils. And uh, Les Harper is what the name she goes by now. You know, she, you know, everybody knows Les, right? Yeah. I, I love Les. I heart Les. She was mm-hmm. so helpful and kind to me. We did like a trade or something back then. But she just overwhelmed me with kindness and, and with the, the great pencils and, you know, with knowledge and stuff. Uh, and she's always been available to me uh, on, you know, private message. Uh, and I've also dabbled in watercolors, and she's a wonderful artist, right? So I've, yeah. you know, I, I've asked her water, watercolor questions. She has been amazing to me. So I just, uh, I, I heart less. And she kind of helped give me a boost. So then, of course, field notes, right? And so Aaron Draplin has this one video that he, that originally came out. I think you can still get to it easy enough. Do you remember the video where he um, he talks about all the old memo books? You yeah. Know, the mm-hmm. Agriculture. Yeah, that's a good video. Yeah. Very good video. That really helped me connect to field notes, and that was right around the time crops came out, you know? Yeah. So hmm. so I, 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 I was digging on that. I, I was digging on that. And then I heard that Aaron Draplin likes to go junking a lot, right? Yeah. And that he would get what they call these bullet pencils. But the eraser is always petrified and nasty. And oh, God, are they? Oh. So, um, it, but he would get them and just, you know, use the pencil part or whatever. And I even heard way back, I don't know if it's rumor or Field Nuts lore, if um, they, 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 uh, he actually tried to get uh, a bullet pencil made for Field Nuts. I don't know. But anyway, that's when I became aware of it. Um, I saw some in the group and then I started checking them out. And then, so activate pencil nerd powers, right? <laughs> And then uh-huh. activate the genealogy powers. They merge together, my, you know, two hobbies and loves in one. Because my big thing about bullet pencils is um, they were literally there as history unfolded. Like, yeah. I'm not a big antique guy. I like to look at antiques, furniture, whatever. I mean, it's okay. But these little guys were there. And the heyday was the 30s, 40s, and 50s. That was with the big 30-year heyday spread. Even though they go earlier. And they and they went later. Yeah. But um, but so I mean, so they're in the little souvenir shops. They're in the mom and pops. All kinds of different people are using them and handing them out. So as they're sitting there in the little shops being sold for a dime or a quarter back then, what was on the radio? You know, was yeah. it uh news in the '30s about the prohibition? Was it news about the war in the '40s? Was it Elvis on the radio in the '50s? So it's like there's such a historical thing. And there's just, to me, something special about them, you know, and, and I know that uh, they're big in agriculture, you know, seeds and corn and uh, hogs and cattle and sheep and all that type of thing. But uh, I know I've heard people talk about them because I live in, you know, the Midwest and the heartland yeah. here in Indiana where corn is prevalent. Um, and I've, everybody, oh, yeah, I've, the old farmers, they know. So they, I've heard people say that they're used to. Everybody used to walk around with a bullet pencil. The farmers, anyway, you know, and their and their overalls and yeah. that type of thing. So I just kind of got hooked on the pencil, the, the 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 history and then the pencil part of it. But also, there's a practicality. Yeah. If you if you pay two or three bucks for a good pencil, yes, you could buy a pencil extender, but it's just so much cooler to use a bullet pencil. Absolutely. I mean, it, to me, to me, you know, and. And, and to be able to enjoy it and carry it around. And um, I had a, a shop on Etsy a couple of years back 
and I would do what I, I the 21 day bullet pencil challenge. And I, I, I challenge anybody to do that today. I would just carry it. I mean, make sure you have it with you for sure. And you'd be shocked at how often you use it. And I know a lot of people carry around, you know, pencils and stuff with them and whatever. But but do you have it when you, you know, you ran, ran to the, the grocery store real quick on Saturday when you're in your jeans? Did you carry your fancy pencils with you then? Probably not. But if you got a bullet pencil with you, you're never going to be without it. And you'll be able to... Um, I can't do a good Gollum voice, but you'll be always be able to <laughs> to protect the precious. You must yeah. protect the precious. <laughs> good job, Johnny. I knew that yeah, was coming. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, I mean, I, I just love that they were, yeah, something that were just so, so common, but it also kind of like makes my heart hurt a little bit to think about how many were just like have been thrown away over the years, right? Like, I, I have a friend who... Um, you know, she was clean, cleaning out her uh, grandmother's farmhouse after her grandparents died. And she, um, you know, grabbed grabbed a handful of some of the coolest ones and, like, gave them to me and said, Andy, I know, like, these seem like something you like. I know you like pencils. Like, these are amazing. And she's like, yeah, there are a bunch more, but, like, they got tossed before I had a chance to get to them. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh. Yeah. I don't think we know anyone who knows more about the history of bullet pencils than you do, Randy. So can you talk a little bit about um, what bullet pencils are in general, where they came from, and who used them? Um, yeah, sure, you bet. The, the if you do that though, you got to kind of also look at the history of the pencil as well. And I think it's fascinating that um, Napoleon back in in the 1700s. I don't have the date written down, but he had there was like shortage of the graphite for the pencils or whatever. So he had one of his scientists on it, and you could Google it. It's fascinating. And he is the one who actually, this is, he was doing it, working for Napoleon, right? One of his scientists. Uh, he's the one that came up with the mixture of the graphite powder and the clay. So uh, to me, it's like, okay, okay, so here we are even, uh, uh, the, the war theme keeps coming up. The war theme, theme keeps coming up. Okay, so the, um, the World War, well, here, let's go back to the Civil War. In the Civil War, I keep hearing talk about pencils, and if you look at uh, Google, you know, Civil War bullets or whatever, you'll see they have different shell casings of different sizes, and there are some that are that are small. I always think of the, you know, the musket balls is what I think of, mm. but no, they actually had these little shell casings, and so there are references to bullet pencils being used in the Civil War, and that got me thinking as a prepare for the for the podcast. I wanted to tighten up on that, and it's like, oh, holy cow! If you go to Google. I, you ought to do it. You guys, go to Google, um, type in Abraham Lincoln's pencil, and you'll see a picture a picture of Abraham Lincoln's pencil. It just looks like a pencil. And it's like uh, that he wrote a dispatch to General Grant uh, like a week before he was assassinated with a pencil. So these guys were using pencils. And in the Civil War, um, I've, got a, I've got a quote here I wanted to share with you here. By the way, um, have you ever watched like PBS or whatever where they show the uh, – the the letters that they wrote back and forth to Civil War soldiers to their wives and everything. Mm -hmm. If you oh boy, if you ever want to get inspiration for a love letter, just go see them. Hey, I got a, a super quick quote. Okay, this is from uh, Charles W. Hill. This is in uh, 1863 to his wife Martha. So, so Charles Hill he says, "I got to try to do it with my Southern gentleman accent. It's pretty <laughs> poor, but I'm I'm still it's not going to stop me from doing it." Okay, great. <laughs> All right. It, it it makes a man feel strong to know that he is the world to somebody. And that's, that's to his wife. So obviously his wife had written him something along that line and he's replying 
And that is just some beautiful stuff. So I looked up another one, and it is to um, uh, they're online. You can see letters, you know, that were written back and forth. They've saved them, they put them on the internet. And this one's between Milton Barnes and his wife Rhoda, and he actually mentions the pencil. And what he is doing is he is um, he's upset about the the mail, like the, the mail service. I mean, getting letters home was, was a rough gig, right? It's a rough thing. And so a quote from him is this. It says, uh, to his wife, this is him writing to his wife, a, a few random pencil marks to assure, to assure you of my welfare and send off in a hurry without any assurance that they will ever reach you. Such is the loosest of the mail arrangement and every other arrangement in this department that we have all along since voted the Army of Ohio with the headquarters at Knoxville, one grand hubbug. So I got a humbug. I got a mention of pencils in the Civil <laughs> War. So they didn't just write home and pen. And so if they had these pencils, they certainly had to protect them somehow. Because, you know, they're out in the weather getting soaked to the skin. So it makes sense that they would take some of these casings and, and you use that as one of the methods to to protect them. Yeah. And th- yeah. And then the, it goes on to to World War One, which was um, – and it, you mentioned this on, it's on Pencil Revolution on your site, Johnny. Um You'll see it on the jungle is neutral. World mm-hmm. War World War One is uh, 1914 to 1918, and remember the 1918 because in 1919, Eberhard Faber uh, did something very wonderful, which I'll, I'll tell you about. But um, they uh, you'll see on the internet if you research it. What they did was the, they would get the the shells like the the point three oh three shells from the British rifle casings, and then they would stick bullets in there. And they were the perfect size to to use to stick bullets in. So it would be natural that the soldiers would use them, again, to keep their their pencils dry. Uh, It became a popular thing. And so, but it just took off because um, in 1919, I have one actually. If you you go to the erasable group and you just research my last name, it's not spelled like, just just as a keyword, just use my last name. It's spelled R-A-G-A-N. It's not spelled like President Reagan's. You'll see one of my recent posts. And I posted some rare bullet pencils, you know, knowing that I, the podcast was coming up. And uh, one of them is uh, uh, the Ebro Hart favorite, the little flat carpenter pencils that are mm. so beautiful. They it's have like silver. an oval barrel? Yeah, uh, uh, no, they're, uh, no, they're flat, but on the end, they're a little round. They're, okay. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit round on the end. But they're, they're, they're flat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when you see them, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Um, but they... Um, uh, there's a it says on there you know Eberhart Faber patent 1919 so the year after World War One is over Eber you know Eberhard I always say it right Eberhard Faber is uh, yeah. doing patents hey by the way if you want to go to pencil nerd heaven go to Google patent search and just type <laughs> in the word the word Faber and the word pencil and yeah. look at all the amazing stuff they come up came up with they were just so uh, innovative and that's uh, a great idea wonderful stuff yeah. yeah. So um, real quick, uh, I should probably mention for everybody, um, John, uh, Randy referenced The Jungle is Neutral, which is a really, really good uh, blog that back in 2013 had some really great kind of history posts about bullet pencils and like restoration posts. So there'll be a link to that in show notes. Yeah. Um, so um, so we, we kind of know where they came from, but um, where did bullet pencils go, Randy? And why don't they make them anymore? I, I know the answer to that. 
I know. Really? Yeah, I know the answer. And I, <laughs> for the listeners, I, I told them ahead of time, this is bullet pencil secrets. <laughs> Don't worry. It's nobody listened secrets. to this. So, <laughs> so you can say, you can say. They will, they will. No, um, it, it, it's interesting. I had, because I'm just such a nerd. I, I just am. I had a burning question. I wanted to know why in the heck they didn't make him anymore. I, I mean, I really wanted to know. I couldn't find you know, doing research. I'm good at researching online. Nobody could really tell me, and I just really, really wanted to know. And I found out. But I've got to warn you. I'm going to tell you. I'll tell. I'll tell y'all. But it's like if you see a magician reveal his trick, it's like, <laughs> and you're going to go, oh, it's lost and, its and mystery. No, well, it just makes brings you down to the cold, hard world. That's, yeah. what, it does. <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah. I, so in, in, uh, in 1990, again, the year after World War I, three brothers, three of the Sanders brothers, not related to Harlan, you know, from the chicken, not, not, Kate, not the colonel, three <laughs> brothers in, in Nashville, Tennessee, developed this company of promotional, promotional items. So today they're called advertising specialties, but they, to this day, call them promotional projects. Hmm. And it's the Samco line. So I found the Samco line, I said, uh, online, and I said, well, geez, if they go back to 1990, somebody can probably tell me something. So I called them, and I got passed around on the phone, and I said, can you just hook me up with, like, is there, like, an old gentleman there? You know, is there an old guy there who knows what's going on, who's been around a while? And they go, oh, we know who to send you to. And by golly, I got sent to James Sanders, who goes by Jimmy Sanders, Jimmy Sanders III. His <laughs> grand, his grandfather is one of the founders. It's been a family business. And uh, he started full-time in the family business in 1974. But remember, it's a family business. So he's a kid running around this factory. And he goes, oh, yeah, bullet pencils. You know, I remember those. I, when I was a kid, I'd run around, and they were doing the bullet pencils. So it's like, I got, oh, I got the right guy. I got the right guy. He not his uh, family company not only you know produced them and sold them you know to to different companies and everybody who would you know buy them because everybody used them everybody you could think of or imagine used them. I so say he's so he told me some amazing things and that's what I'm going to share with you here. Huh. Also, also when I said when I used the term pencil nerd and that I was part of the pencil nerd group, he was very bemused by this statement. <laughs> <laughs> he got a kick out of it. He's old. I mean, this guy's old because. You could just hear it in his voice. Yeah. And then the, there was a, a Samco line. This is about, I don't know, 2014 or 15. But they've changed the name since then to, um, if you want to look it up, it's easy to find, Sanders Marketing Group. You can buy pencils to this day from them, but not bullet pencils. Yeah. So, That's so interesting. Here, here, yeah, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just Googled, you know, Sanco on, like, bullet pencils. And I see that it's that that particular style of bullet pencils where it's just kind of, like, flat like plastic-ish with maybe like, like it seems like it's usually the kind with like red and black ink advertising something. Does that seem to be right? Well, they, they did, they did different kinds uh, back then anyway. Well, they, okay. the th they still offer specialty pencils to, you know, today. Yeah. But, but, but these were the, the solid bullet pencils, which, you know, we kind of know and love and see the most. Um, so here's what happened. Yeah. And also, he told me something interesting. He says bullet pencils were wildly popular. I mean, they sold the holy heck out of them for years and years and years. Huh. And he said there, there were two other things that were real popular. One is, was a ball toss, and one was something called a pow-wow puzzle. And I have looked on eBay for years for a pow-wow puzzle, and I've yet to find one. <laughs> so I don't know huh. what a pow-wow puzzle is. I don't know. Huh. But, but I, I don't know. So here's the thing. Yeah. And also, back then... 
uh, if you've seen, they, they had bullet pencils that had a hole in them with the little chain keychains, and they had a little, little tag. I've got some of the little tags, and I even have one with a canceled three-cent stamp on it. Back then, you could, uh, the little tag, write the address, put a three-cent stamp on it, drop it in the mail, just like that. They wow. would hand stamp it, and he said that they would the tips would the tips you know that held the nubbins the metal tips they would come out all the time so they lost a lot of tips in the mail so they quit doing that. Huh. But here's here here's why here's here's what happened. The uh, the oversized erasers the big ones he called them plugs okay yeah and he said and and what happens is is they would order the ones I have seen uh, many of them I have seen the like the the souvenir ones you know especially that's a good example like some of the souvenir ones I've uh, sent you guys. If you were to peel that label off, and you could only see it if you peel the label off, right? The 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 the, the graphic cart with the celluloid around it, it, it will most likely say Japan imprinted into the metal beneath. Mm. That oftentimes they'll do that. So they got them from Japan, and then when they got to the U.S. and these factories like his, uh, they they had people. It was labor intensive. Uh, I've even bought uh, um, bags of nubbins and, and metal tips out of old factories that have shut down, and it, and it had to be from exactly what he's talking about because you get the body with the artwork, you know, for whatever the customer ordered and whatever it says, whether it be artwork or just text, and then they would they would stick in the erasers and then they would put in the nubbins in the metal tip there in the U.S. And he said that oftentimes that the um, the the diameter of either where the eraser goes in wasn't exactly right, or or the diameter of the uh, the metal part between the body and where the tip goes in is called the coupler, the the coupler it wasn't exactly right, so they had a, a real problem with that, and so you know they always had to to deal with, and I'm sure they had to reorder sometimes. So as that just come kept going on, they're still selling bullet pencils like crazy, but so then the labor cost you know increased. There were price increases in the product itself. There were continual manufacturer problems. And then, here we go. Here's what the final nail on the coffin. The ballpoint pen became popular. And you mm-hmm. get, get yourself the little ballpoint pen, do a little screen printing on it. Yep. You don't have to have a whole labor team. And uh, then the, It's all Bic's fault is what you're saying. It's Bic, 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 did Bic, it, Bic killed Bic did the it. bullet pencil. It, yeah, absolutely. It's and like then, TV yeah. killed the radio star. Yep. That's it. <laughs> That's it. And so that's the demise of the uh, of the bullet pencil, and uh, yeah, they 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 he said that they retired him in the early seventies. Hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, wow. So there is a, um, and I don't even know if they're actually made anymore. If people just have such a high stock, but at some point I bought a a um, like a lot of um, they called them umpire pencils, like little like white plastic sheathed uh, bullet pencils. Right. But right. the, the 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 bullet on the end of it was plastic, and the uh, the white sheath was so thin that out of the gross that I got, the 144 of them, I bet that probably 80 of them were cracked already. Oh yeah, absolutely. They were just so bad. Yeah, yeah. And and, and to me, the uh, I got a, I got a tip for anybody who wants to buy any like off of eBay or something. To me, the the downfall of bullet pencils is. The ones I know, you've seen them because those are the ones you see. Uh, I think most commonly, they're just one plastic tube. They've got an eraser stuck in it, and they're usually the white plastic, especially so translucent you can see the eraser inside. Mm. And it's got and it's got the metal tip stuck in, and that's all you got. Yep. And it's just it is cheap, cheap, cheap. 
I don't think anybody really wants them or cares. And if you, a lot of the sellers, like on eBay or whatever, they will pad their lots with these. Oh, here's 50 bullet pencils. <laughs> and, and 45 of them are these little cheap pieces of garbage. Yeah. And then the others will actually have the, you know, the hardware, the ferrules and stuff on them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. So, but I've got a, I've got a, an old advertiser. I've got in my hand right now an old advertiser kit they went out with. This is from the 30s. It's got 14 bullet pencils in it, different styles. You know, the, the salesman would use, and um, the uh, the legendary upcoming site that will will eventually be up. I promise. Uh, but I have a big vision for that. But I mean, it comes. This comes with a booklet with all the different. Uh, um, you know, stock art and everything. This is like really old, you know, from the 30s stock art. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm going to put every page of that up there and like in, have the different styles. But I've got, there's 14 of them in, the, in this little kit I've got and not one of them, not one is that cheapy little plastic mm -hmm. tube thing. Yeah. The, 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 these are magnificent. They are beautiful. That's cool. You know, with the, all the hardware and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so plastic is one style and you mentioned a little bit the older metal ones. Can you talk about the different styles of bullet pencils that have existed through the years um, up to the 70s when they disappeared? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Um, now, the, the the older one, well, the real old, let's go, this is only where I could guesstimate. Oh, by the way, in that rare post, if you look at one of my recent posts that has the rare ones, there's one that is longer than, your average bullet pencil is usually about four inches long, closed. Okay, some are a little smaller, but this particular one is longer, and it's not officially a bullet pencil because one end, it's a it's brass, it's I guess about six inches long. Um, one end is a bullet pencil, you know, uh, with the, at least that we could put in the oven, and the other end is where... Uh, a, a pen nib is. So it's, it's part pen nib and part pencil. So I think that was a precursor to an official bullet pencil. And then the very early ones had, you had this little, they look like bullets, but they were wrapped in leather. Hmm. And I mean, and I mean, thick leather, thick leather. I have some of those and they're, they're like embossed with whatever, you know, the uh, attraction would be. Usually those were for, for touristy type places, but they were, they were embossed, the leather embossed. Yeah, and, and but a stick le leather, so that was kind of weird to write with, and then in the um, Eberhard, like I said, Eberhard Faber came came out with the little flat, beautiful. They're just gorgeous uh, bullet pencils, and they're and they're very 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 expensive, and they're also almost impossible to get refills for. And anytime that the little flat uh, miniature carpenter pencil refills come up from from A W Faber, it's a fortune. You're going to pay a fortune to get them, unfortunately. Yeah. So, but then like, then I basically have, I have the selection of what I see the most. This is minus the little cheapies, you know, just plastic body ones in, in my hand right here. I'm looking at them right here. Uh, the ones I call them the slim collar ferrule. Um, uh, they, they have, they have an eraser, but the, the ferrule is just like a little slim collar and they're very, they're very elegant and beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, and I found that, uh, as I've, you know, you have to always replace the eraser. It doesn't matter. E even if it's new old stock, I've got some that are new and never distributed. The erasers, forget it. You've got to replace them. But the uh, the rubber inside, once you get inside, is like bright pink bubble gum. And it's, to me, it's like the rubber is rubber and erasers were different in the 30s than they are now. You can tell by that bubble gum. You, you want to just chew it. Of course, you're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's different right. So they look like actual bullets. They don't have an eraser and they look like a, a you know, a bullet casing. Yeah. Uh, but of course they have artwork around it or the company businesses and they come in multicolors. And then they have the kind that had you know, the, the feral and coupler 
I think you're used to seeing. Yeah. Uh, multiple multiple colors, but but you have op- options. So there's silver tone, and then there's brass. And you know I don't know how much real brass is in there because um, if you had real brass, I mean that's the heavy stuff. It's got to be a it's got to be a plating. Like I have I have yeah. a couple. I have one actually from from Fort Wayne that has like a green. Um, like the ferrule and the like tip that's below the barrel uh, is like green, and I'm pretty sure that's some kind of electroplating. Yeah, I, I I agree, and fortunately, it responds very well to like brass polishes. Yeah, because I I pol- I polish my my goal is I want it to look like you stepped back in time and bought it, you know, back then. That's my goal. I, I think patina is overrated. I mean, if you leave a little tarnish, sometimes it's okay, but. But I mean, I, I, I buff these things out with the brass to where it looks almost like, you know, the gold on your wet, on a man's wedding band. Uh, I mean, that's my preference unless somebody wanted something different I, and I custom did something for them. But, uh, so you have those and then they charge more for the brass. And then sometimes even the metal tip is brass or, bra- or brass plated, you know, as we say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, those are really the, the high end ones. Uh, and, and some of them are just beautiful. And then they have some with different shapes. There's some that, that like I have one here in this kit. It looks like a screw. Instead of an eraser, it looks like the end of a, a screw, you know, like you would put a screwdriver in. Yeah, and then the uh, it has metal with the little twirlies like an actual screw, and, and another one. If you've never have you ever seen one, if you ever do see one that has a globe on the top, it's like just around it's a round metal globe, a ball. And you go, what is this? What's why is there a ball on top? What well, that was for is to dial the phone. Yeah. Remember the old phones with the dial? You put the old. It's easy. Telephone you just take dialers. the thing. Yeah, yeah, telephone dollars, and then write with the other end. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and you so know, there's, there's variations. Yeah. yeah, you know, my favorite, my favorite style of bullet pencil, which is a little bit of an obsession, would be the souvenir ones. And I feel like most of the ones I've seen are the style that have like the like the ferrule in them. Um, yeah. Although you found me, Randy, that um, that Oakland San Francisco Bay Bridge one um, that's in that like that um, that other style, you know, without the without the ferrule. What did you call it? The slim collar one. That um, okay. That was. Um, that was a plastic body one. Yeah, but this was that's a right. this a but it was a nice plastic body one. Yeah, the, the plastic was real thick. The color was beautiful. And my question is, is where where are these? Because you you got to understand that I look like I've looked at bullet for for years. I've looked at bullet pencils every day. Yeah, you know, online from not just eBay from for collectors. And I I've I've had to have seen over a million bullet pencils. I had to by now. I, <laughs> seriously, I, yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. So. I've never seen that style that, that you have with a thick plastic. And also the Golden Gate Bridge is a huge mystery. Like I have say take the Statue of Liberty. Of course, there that's a popular I mean the Statue of Liberty for heaven's sake. Yeah. So all the, all these years I have dip multiple um I'm you know I'm going to put them on the site to show all the different ones. Tons of different artwork. Some are horizontal layouts, some are vertical layouts of the Statue of Liberty, and they are and some of them are just beautiful and magnificent. I, there are all kinds of different versions of artwork, I mean, and Styles bullet pencils, too, of the Statue of Liberty. Now, the Golden Gate Bridge, it was opened in, what, 1933, I think, or 34? Mm-hmm. It was, oh, Golden Gate was in the 30s. Where are they? Yeah. I don't, I saw one, and you have it. So, uh, what? what's up, California? Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I that, that is truly a Scooby-Doo mystery to me, because you figure... It's the Golden Gate Bridge. There has to be some somewhere. And I have never seen, I've seen one 
I definitely, yeah. I, de- I definitely think that like when I lived in Indiana I, and I would go like to antique shops there, I would, I would see way, way more bullet pencils than I've ever seen out here on the West coast. And also way yeah. cheaper too. Like, like, you know, out here, if somebody has like a big, like rummage bin with bullet pencils and they'd be like, Oh yeah, that's $13, $15. We're in Indiana. They're like a quarter. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, I mean, speaking of, of these vintage bullet pencils, like I, I often, I'm a little bit afraid to carry them around my, in my pocket because, you know, they're old, they're, they seem a little fragile. Um, right. But can someone pretty easily carry a vintage bullet pencil in their pocket, you know, today, even without breakage or deterioration? Or what are some of the kind of things they need to look out for if they don't have an expert restored bullet pencil? They, well, I, here, here's what I would suggest. And also, and, and I hear a I, I see a lot of posts sometimes where somebody will say like in the group, you know, you know, I think I want to get a bullet pencil. And to me, it's like the old lady. <laughs> you can't have just one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Here's a <laughs> box of chocolates. Would you like one? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no I, so I would suggest, um, I, I would suggest you, if you can't, if you can find your Holy grail, you know, your from your town or your state or, or an attraction that you yeah. went to as a kid with your parents, that's, that's kind of like your Holy grail. You might want to keep that, you know, oh, yeah. in the house. House I, or office. I have eBay right? alerts set up for Fort Wayne bullet pencil, Indiana bullet pencil, San Francisco bullet pencil. Yeah. That's very smart. Yes. Very, very smart. Yeah. And if you see them, by the way, get them. And, yeah. and if some seller selling them for too high, but you, if you've never seen it before, I promise you may never see it again. They did runs of bullet pencils as low as a hundred. Mm. So that it could be one of a hundred and that, and are you going to find ever see another one? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. And then, um, <laughs> oh geez, I'm sorry. You got, you got, you got me going there, but, um, <laughs> you, you, you got me going there, but, uh, where, where, where was I? I lost it. You better edit this out. Listen, you're going to make me look. Oh, no, it's, it's quite all right. No, we where, were talking, we? we were talking about, um, what to consider when, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you okay. know, when you're carrying one around. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah. And may, maybe you remember some of the posts where I post some the restores on erasable. Um, buy maybe you want to buy by color. Forget what it says. If it's a pretty red, you know, and I I charge you what ten twelve bucks, get it. That's the one you want to carry around in your pocket. You know, just in case. If you got one Sultra special, kind of protect the precious. Yeah. The precious in this case being the bullet pencil. But other ones, sure. I would suggest just don't put them in your pocket with your same pocket with your keys. Yeah. Or in in your purse with anything metal or just stuff that's going to scrape against it because you don't want the, um, the, they're often got the, the clear celluloid wrapped around them or some sort of, you know, clear coating. You definitely don't want to get that all scratched up. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, but, but they're, they're feather light. And I think the biggest danger is washing them. It's forgetting that you have them. If you, if you carry them in in your jeans anyway, or pants, Uh, biggest danger would be washing them. But yeah, just, just kind of, Keep an eye out. Don't put it with your keys. I've never really had had that much of a problem. I've carried them all over. And if you really want to nerd out, I mean, seriously nerd out, Cody Williams sent me a bullet pencil leather, you know, sheath. Oh, and wow. uh, it's like it's like if something you, you would see somebody. I guess if people see it, I, I connect it to my messenger bag. I think they would think it's pepper spray. But I do know that uh, pencils.com, I, I don't know who's making it for them. But they do sell some of the little uh, sheaths. Hmm. And uh, it'll always protect your bullet pencil. So, yeah, have some for home and office that are special. Um, get some 
that are just a certain color. And, and if you want to go on eBay and you can get them, the, the cheap plastic ones, you can get those for e- on eBay all day long for about a buck. But eh, yeah, they're just, they're not have, exciting. Have some self-respect. Me. Yes. Yeah. Have, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're Are we not pencil nerds? And also, <laughs> and also the, um, uh, I know you were talking about John Fontaine at metal shop. That guy, that guy has got it going on with the, uh, he, his, uh, product is beautiful yeah. you know the, the machine turn and all the stuff he comes out with uh, i've got some of those i've got the timber twist uh those are a joy to use and um of course you don't want to get a scratched up either but you know carry carry those around so don't just have a bullet pencil you know get a couple of inexpensive ones get you know a blue one if blue is your favorite color try to find your holy grail get some get some of the ones from metal shop those are awesome uh, and whatever else comes, somebody comes out with quality, you know, down the line. Yeah. But, but my gig is the vintage because there's the history and there's something special about them and they are light. They are, they can be fragile. It just kind of depends, but I've really, I've had really good luck carrying them. I just, I put them in my pocket that doesn't have the keys. I've never had a problem. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you've posted, um, a lot of sales of huge lots of like beautifully restored bullet pencils. So you obviously know what you're doing because not only do you get them so beautifully restored, you've got them sort of, you know, in large numbers. So could you share some of your pencil restoration secrets with our listeners without um, giving away all of your magical tricks? Unless you want to. <laughs> bullet pencil secrets. Yeah, I am. Gl- I am. I'm glad to. And I, I told you guys I would do it for erasable because if somebody asked me or something, I'm gonna go. No, you go listen to erasable number 101, and you've got to listen to me rant, rant on, <laughs> rant on a babble. But I'll <laughs> tell you. And also, uh, sometimes I see a talk get going about restoration in the comments, and and I and I'll say, hey, let's take this to private message. And and one person who's awesome, who, who actually restored uh, pocket knives and the, his pocket knives were beautiful. Um, but, uh, he says, you know, I, he thought I was like, you know, doing it because I didn't want to, I thought he was going to like start restoring bullet pencils or something. No, no, no. I did it because I do it because I love the, uh, the people in erasable. There's, I mean, and if somebody makes a comment that I know is not right, I don't want to be that guy that's like, no, that's not right. And be Mr. Know-it-all or, you know, or make them look bad. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like, let's take it to, uh, in this case, Hey, let's refer to episode 101 and then let's take it to private message because I don't want to, I don't want to make anybody feel bad because sometimes people will make comments like they're fact. It's like, and I know, no, it's like, no, that's not (laughs) quite right. You know, I, I, I think, I think I've broke the 500 mark. I think I've restored at least 500. I I have, I I have, and I have many more, but, um, so, so I really do know what I'm talking about. So here's the thing. The biggest secret is everybody wants to know about the eraser. Now, I know some people know because I've seen it in the comments. You've got, you're either going to carve an eraser out from scratch, you know, which is really a pain in the butt, or you're going to try to find a eraser close because it's much easier to shave and, and shape it down, you know, shape it down with sandpaper or whatever your favorite thing to shape is with. I mean, if it doesn't take too much, maybe even in a nail file yeah. but you want it to look good and, and for me i mean i know they, they they sell odd i've seen people do some restores with the that they get from mechanical pencils you know the the white ones for me they've got to be bubble buck bubble gum pink because i want it you know i'm restoring it and i want it to look like you step back in time like i said so yeah. 
Jumbo pencils. Jumbo pencils is where you get the erasers from. There's two. I have two that are kind of like my control erasers. One is from the Musgrave Choo Choo, which is a mighty fine pencil, by the way, just in general. The other is the J.R. Moon Big Dipper, the red one with the eraser. They sell them without the eraser. You get the eraser. Now, and they said, well, I'll just order some erasers. No, you will not. <laughs> no. I order them in gross. I, I order them in gross, and then I'm sitting down. Okay, let's watch a movie, family, or whatever, and I'm sitting there, and I'm with my little miniature metal cutters, and I'm carefully you know, tr- twisting the metal like the sardine can around the ferrule carefully, and I'm extracting erasers one at a time hmm. from, from the J.R. Moon. So, uh, so you have to get the eraser somehow, right? Now, and, I'll, and only erasable people know uh, this. Uh, if you've seen my post, you've seen, okay, here's, there, this one is EF dash whatever the number is, EF, right? And the other one is CE. That's a code that was only for me. But since it's erasable people, I kind of share it with you. <laughs> e, you know what EF means? <laughs> it means the eraser fits. And I have a, a limited <laughs> supply. <laughs> I, I was going to say Everhard Faber, but I guess I no, guess this makes no, more sense. No, it means eraser fits. Mm-hmm. I have a limited supply of the size from the choo-choo. Just a limited supply, okay? And so, and I've been sharing those with erasable people. That once the site's up and everything, I. Uh, by the way, I just I got to interject real quick. I am offering erasable uh, members because I only posted erasable. Yeah. The very the very best. As a matter of fact, I think I'm spoiling them. Because if I think if I post, I have a grading system, you know, like near pristine and excellent, and then I have good. And if it's good, that means there's, it's good, it's okay, but You're it's like, like a diamond trader, but for bullet pencils. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I have no fair, I have no poor, no, no. If it's fair or poor, it's, it's to the parts graveyard. That's it. So, so they're going to be, but good is the lowest I'm going to go. There may be, but I've been posting the best of the best. And I really tried to pull out all of my EFs where the eraser fits like you're here. Here's an, a, a replacement eraser for you. But if you see one that starts with CE, that means custom eraser. That means I had to take one of these erasers and custom shape it to get it to fit. Because remember I talked to, about the calibration problems. It's so true. I've had the exact same pencil in my hand, like for, I don't know, just say uh, Colorado Garden of the Gods, okay? And it's the exact same artwork. It's made by the exact same company. But guess what? One eraser will fit, and then the other one has to be custom done. There really are calibration uh, issues on both ends, where the eraser goes and also the coupler with the, the metal tip. So it is really a fine art to get it to work right. Hmm. But but the those are my two control ones, but also I've had to do them from scratch. And also the most expensive ones, I hate doing this, the Midori, you can order like the uh, Midori yeah. replacement erasers. Yep. They're like big wads of bubble gum. They look like bubble gum because those are, the, those are bigger than the uh, JR Moon and bigger than the uh, Choo Choo. And uh, so if I have to put one of those in, I've spent $3 on an eraser. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I price my restores by what it costs me, uh, what the grade is, and how much time vested. And, it, you know, and, and if anybody wants to restore bullet pencils, I mean to sell them, I, go for it because this, this is a labor of love. And like last year I had like a major illness and surgery and blah, blah, blah. But I had time where I had to recoup and stuff. So I put a lot of time into restoring and trying to, you know, trying to do something constructive yeah. and, and, you know, and, and get that going. And I, and also 
uh, I think a lot of people say, oh, well, you've sold a lot of bullet pencils lately. But you don't, you don't understand. I've got thousands of dollars and literally thousands of hours already vested into this. I'm just recouping some of the money. I, I'm a, I think I'm all, I will always be at a loss. <laughs> it's a labor of love. So, for, but anyway, for the for Reagan, uh, for Randy's sanity and for his his <laughs> wife, his family's sanity, please buy his bullet pencils. Is... No, I mean, it'd be great. <laughs> but but I want you to I want you to buy your own too because sometimes on eBay, um, if I buy some, I I buy lots and I have my own price point. And I and I work with dealers. I got some of my best ones from dealers. But if you see someone on eBay that that are special to you, that, yeah. you know, it's like oh my, that's my hometown. Get it. Yeah. yeah, because even if it costs you like if they're charging a stupid amount of money, yeah. if it's really important to you, go ahead and get it. And and, and I just told you the, the thing about the erasers, you got to shape them. But there's a whole, you know, I have a whole process um, and a cleaning method. Uh, tell me, tell me what you want to know about about that exactly. Uh, they're clean inside and out. The tips are clean. Here, here let me give you an example. Picture. Uh, a bullet pencil that somebody said who lives in the South. I'm from the South. It's very humid. Okay. Lives in the South. They've had their bullet pencil on a coffee can for 20 years. You know, they clean out and whatever they're selling it on eBay and, and it looks okay. I mean, the, the racer shot, of course, but it looks okay. Yeah. Inside sitting around, you know, in that humid, humid air all the time or in some basement here in Indiana with no, you know, it's not humid, uh, uh, with a humidifier, right? Yeah. They, um, you open it up and the pencil may be swollen. And I've, I've, I figured out the closest I can come to the scent. It's like I always use my boys to test the subject. Hey, boys, what does this smell like? <laughs> we've we've narrowed it down. <laughs> we, we we've narrowed it down to a cross between oil and monkey butt. That, that's what it. That's what it is. Smell a lot of monkey butts. <laughs> yeah, a lot of monkey butt. So, oh, that that cannot happen. Yeah. So it's they're clean inside and out. I mean, in an OCD fashion, lots of lots of TLC goes in there. I'm I'm and really I, interested to know what you do because because a lot of times I see, you know, the the like little decal where you know the design is applied is like a little faded or maybe it's coming up a little bit. But the ones that you have are never like that. Are you are you reapplying decals or are you you just can't use those particular ones? Oh no no if, no! If I could reca- if I could reapply decals, I could change the word, the bullet pencil world. <laughs> yeah. No 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 it, no. The um they've got to be in kind in, in a halfway decent condition to work with. I can I can do magic with them. Believe me, I can clean them. And sometimes there's a seam in them, which is okay. But sometimes there's a second seam, which mm. picks up dirt and gunk. And that's the scariest part of doing restore because I, it's it's I, I've, I'm lubricating it with a cleaner and I'm there with a fresh blade. And, and it could go wrong. It could go wrong. And so that's when I hold my breath. And that's the most tense moment of it because once that line is gone, it changes the way the whole bullet pencil looks. It's like, this looks great now, but I've had it where it dug in too deep. And it's like, great. It's, mm. this is, uh, this has gone to good or, or, or worse. And, yeah. and so it, it, there, there are some tricks to it, but, uh, and I try to, I have to use solvents and stuff a lot too. And, um, yeah, uh, let me, Oh, so Tarn- oh, you've heard of Tarnex, okay, uh-huh. Tarnex? Yep. That does not work. For, don't even think about Tarnex. But rubbing compound for silver tone works pretty good. Uh, the brass polishes for the brass works pretty good. Um, if anybody uses Dremel tools, you know that if you go buy Dremel parts at the hardware store, they're ridiculously priced. I ordered like the little polishing, felt polishing wheels. I ordered them in bulk from China. And, and I've used, I don't know, I've used like six or seven on one pencil before. Because it was just that, you know, dirty. Uh, I, I, I love, uh, I haven't taken enough before and after pictures, I, I don't think. But I, I love taking something, especially with a lot of brass on it, that's just nasty. 
yeah. and just bringing it to life. It's just, it's almost magical to me. And uh, I, I really do kind of go overboard because I, I really want it to shine. I want it to be like a new penny shine. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of me. So well, you do a, you but, do a great job. And, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, unless you're, unless you have anything more you want to add to this part. Oh no, yeah. just, I, I just I want you to know off. that. Oh no, no, you're fine. No, no, I, I, I talk, I'm, you said this show is 45 minutes. I need to shut up. So I need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, um, I really sincerely, a lot of TLC goes into it. I, I feel like kind of a part of me goes into it. I think anybody feels that way about something that they work on. as like a kind of a piece of art. And this is just a restoration. Yeah. I didn't make the bullet pencil, but by God, I'm going to make it the best it can possibly <laughs> be. And, yeah. and I, I, and I just want, so whoever does come around restoring this stuff, that's, that's fine. Go for it. I mean, I have no problem with that. It's, it's bound to happen. Yeah. I, but if it says restored by Reagan, maybe, I mean, I worked on that. I worked on it. So j- just, just sticking an eraser and a bullet pencil, isn't restoring it. It's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it takes a lot of work inside and out there. There are little tricks and stuff, but it's, it's mostly t- time. It take it takes a lot of time. If you're not patient, you don't yeah. want to restore pencils. Yeah. So real quick, I want to bring up, sure. um, just, just as you're restoring them. Um, I, yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, the word that I most associate with Randy Reagan, uh, is of course nubbins. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yes. I, I, can you, can you tell our nubbin. listeners a little bit about what a nubbin is and works, what works best in a bullet pencil? And also I think that maybe, maybe you have a claim to fame here. I, you know, I hope, I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I, I would like to see that one day they, the kids on a field trip, you know, like past my grave. Yes. This is the, this is the man who coined the term nubbins. They're all going to be looking at their phones and yawning. Nobody cares. <laughs> and forget about all the genealogy stuff I've done and the, be trying to be a good father and a good husband. Oh no, no, no. He's I'm known for man. his nubbins. I'm known for my nubbins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, love, I don't know. I, I thought it was, I thought I'm I'm kind of goofy. Um, <laughs> my, my kids say this is my goofy dad. And I, I, I don't know. I just, I like to have fun. And <laughs> well, it's fun to embarrass your kids. I it's figured as much when, when I got, um, when I got a package from you and you know, there on the envelope was a, um, a picture of this, this orange cat. May he rest in peace named captain field notes nibbles. Yes. And I was oh. like, oh, okay, this is, this is a character. Yeah. He, he is missed. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, he passed away unexpectedly. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, that was that was that was a hard loss for the family. He he was very special, and uh, yeah. yeah, he will be missed. He yeah. will be missed. But your field, your, field, your field notes will remain unmolested now, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was a mess. Um, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the nubbins. Of course, a pencil stub or a nub. I I call them nubbins. I just I just do, and I'm really glad that that it stuck. And I love when I see other people use the term nubbins. It makes me feel good. Um. <laughs> But here's the deal. Like I've said, you know, uh, I promise you, every it, you get a bullet pencil, the tip could be different. I have a control pencil that I use. My control pencil is a golden bear. I'm fond of golden bears. I like the blue ones. Um, like I said, I really like the dark lines of a 2B. Yeah. It's, but, but for an HB pencil, golden bears are the bomb. They, they are very nice pencils. But it's a certain, it's kind of a medium size, okay, as far as the, the di- you know, diameter around, medium size. I can take a, a metal tip and the uh, Golden Bear fits right in. Mm. Or I could take a metal tip and uh, I have, oh, it's kind of loose, you know. So I highly recommend, I mean, it costs like a buck or two at the dollar store. Yeah. Get a, a little roll of um, medical, white medical tape, but the paper, the paper kind of medical tape because it's super thin. Oh, so yeah. one, 
Yeah, one little eighth inch of a strip, wrap it around the end and see if it fits. And if it doesn't, wrap another little strip it's because it's super thin. So you can really fine tune it. And then, and then you can get your little nubbin to fit nice and snug and it'll be perfect. Now, I can get, I can get um, other tips where the Golden Bear is, it's, it's, it won't go in. I mean, oh, for heaven's sake. So what you do then is you go to the pencil sharpener and you just sharpen a couple little turns. You know, or, I mean, you can, if you want a pocket knife or whatever, you can go through there for but a couple little turns just to get it to where you can kind of, it'll get it started and kind of squeeze it in. Um, you know, you, you can do that. That's my control. But there, I've seen some... Uh, and it works pretty good most of the time that way. There's there's my control. It's, it's going to be the golden bear. It'll fit if I'm lucky. Usually not. Uh, maybe a little strip of tape, or maybe, or maybe you have to you know just sharpen the end a little bit just to get a little, give yourself a little a little leeway. And that's why when uh, a while back I posted some with custom fitted uh, erasers and nubbins because I'm like here this is going to fit this pencil perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I had to you know make sure each one was perfect. But it, it is easy to adjust. And another thing, strangely enough, if your nubbin is too long and it's like if you, there's an eraser on it and it's sticking the eraser, just uh, just sharpen it a little more. Yeah. <laughs> if you sharpen it a little more to fit. And for some reason, it, it's just so simple, you don't think about it. So you sharpen it. Uh, hmm. but, and also, black wings are, are wider around, you know, in circumference or diameter or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, they are bigger around than the golden bear. So with black wings, oftentimes you'll have to um, you know, do the, the sharpening trick, or I know in, um, John Fontaine's uh, metal shop, uh, he, his nubbins are the Blackwing 602 yeah. and he's got, I'm not sure what he does, does it with, but he, you know, shaves the, uh, the, the edges down. So it's going to slide right in or, tw- or twist right in, I should say. But, uh, same thing. I, uh, just with a black link wing, you're almost guaranteed to, you're going to have to, you know, do the little trick on the end so you can get it to, to fit in your nubbin. Right. And with, uh, I don't know, what you guys think about the uh, the general Cedar Point number one? I, I love that pencil. I, I I personally love it, and so I got a bunch of them way back when to use for nubbins, and and, and those are those and the how do you say it? Statler Statler um whatever the Norca, those two pencils are the thinnest in diameter. They are thinner around you know around than um the uh, Golden Bear, and so those almost always require you know a little bit of a little bit of tape to fit, but your pencil stubs nubbins your nubbins from your pencils that you love and have uh, have paid for and used don't put them in a jar for heaven's sake <laughs> just fit it fit them protect the precious and put it in a bullet pencil and, and you could get it to fit easy enough so those are some little little tips to get your little nubbins to fit i do think um johnny isn't that one of the one of our official stages of a pencil is when it reaches the bullet pencil stage like it's yeah, the, it's so. the one right down past the steinbeck stage yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Cool. So you've been hinting about um, a website that's going to be chocked full of all of this information and additional information. So can you tell us a little bit about that to sort of um, whet our appetites? I, I will. And, and first, I want to apologize for mentioning it too soon. <laughs> I, no, no worries. Uh, no, no, no. I should have shut my mouth because, like <laughs> I said, I, I, had, I had some – medical stuff happened blah 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 and, and that threw me off for over a year and it's like oh this guy's gonna do a site sure he is no i really am my here's my thing though if people think about oh hey, this guy who restores bullet pencils he's gonna put a site up he's just gonna put up bullet pencils to sell no 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 it's a two-part thing there's the 
educational part. Remember, I'm the guy that, that that put up all these, you know, genealogy tutorials and stuff. I yeah. can I can do the tutorials. I mean, I'm I'm down with it. And I got all kind of wonderful stuff to share. Well, I'm going to go deep, deep, deeper than you want to go on bullet pencils. Believe me. And all the stuff with these advertising stuff, I, you're going to see each and every one, and you're going to see all all these wonderful things. Um, uh, lots of stuff to see. Lots of different styles. Um. Like I said, the example would be take the Statue of Liberty. Here's a bunch of ones that they've done over the year, the different artwork. I've got that for the Statue of Liberty and other you know, landmarks. But yeah. um, it's, it's educational, so you can, really, you can really learn about bullet pencils. I want it to be a, a nice resource. And so it's, more, it's actually more like a site, and then I've got to connect the store. And for a while, I was leaning toward the WooCommerce, and uh, there's a whole other learning curve. And like I said, I'm turning into a, a, a Luddite. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so frustrating. So I mean, you know, it's like maybe I could hire my kid to do it. But uh, anyway, but so I, so it's like here's the site with all the all the just educational information, and I'll connect a store to it where I can sell some, uh, you know, some restored bullet pencils. And but I do want to say, um, by the way, thank you guys uh, and, and the other administrators for letting me, you know, put the posts up to sell them. And uh, I want to thank the erasable people who who have actually got them from me. That they are they really are supporting that upcoming mythical site. And they are, are really because I can put my energy toward that versus you know my next genealogy course or whatever, and so it's it's really a help and it's been a it's been a long time dream of mine to do this and I'm I'm mad at myself for not having it done already but it, just know that it's going to be a good resource I'm not just going to put here buy my bullet pencils you know I'm not going to that's not that's what it's all about you're going to learn about bullet pencils and um I I just it's a labor of love it's fascinating to me yeah and uh, well, I'm excited that it'll. Like I'm that. excited it'll be a resource rather than, you know, just a shop because there's yeah. there's so much stuff I'm really interested in knowing. Like, you know, you know, so many of those souvenir pencils look like they're made by the same person. Like, who was that person? Where did you get this? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So who much, did the artwork? Yeah. Yeah. So much interesting stuff like that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, before we before we wrap it up, Randy, is there anything else you'd like to add that we have not that we have not mentioned so far? I think yes. Okay. And listen, hey, you can edit this out. You can edit this out. <laughs> okay. I've got pencil trivia. Ooh. I got pencil trivia. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, I, and it just, just like I said, I was, I, uh, I was doing some research. I just wanted to get my date straight because I'm thinking, when was World War One exactly? So, you know, I wanted to get it straight and I come across some pencil stuff and I'm like, oh, this is fun. I didn't know that. So if you don't know it, I certainly didn't know it. Hmm. So. Why are pencils yellow? I mean, yeah, that was the big thing for the longest time. It just, you guys, either you guys know why they're yellow? I do. Yeah, it was. Um, you want to go ahead? Oh, go go ahead. Ahead. no, you go ahead, Johnny. It was an uh, association with the Orient. That's why. Also, they had names like Mongol and Mikado. <laughs> Racism. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Narrow-minded American. So. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. There were, back then, it was it. I think it was was it Siberia where they had this really really great van of graphite. Yeah, and everyone just assumed Siberia meant the east, yeah. even though it's nowhere near Japan. And um, the first yellow pencil wow. was was it was it a Koinur? Was the first yellow pencil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Yeah. Hey, here it, um, uh. Pencil Jedi's truly you are. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. I will take that. Very, very good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I am so impressed. And what I've got to say, since the late 1800s, uh, when the best graphite was produced in China, and so the sellers, they, they 
you that, and they were pitching, you know, the, the, hey, our pencils are from China with the best, yeah. and so the yellow was associated with Chinese royalty. You guys are right on. Yeah. Here, here's the here's the second one. They only got two. Here's the other one. I thought I did not know. I thought this was fascinating. Yeah. So before erasers, um, there there were pencils before the rubber or whatever the erasers were created. There were pencils. Yeah. So what did what did they use for erasers? I can take this uh, before, one. Yes. Yes. Bread. Really? Yes. Steel Spectra. bread. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the yeah. man. You guys are the you guys yeah. are the man. It's almost yes. like we have a podcast about pencils. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I I did not know that. I said I'm going to ask these guys, and, and if they yeah. don't, though, I don't want to. You know, if they don't know, I hope I'm sure they do. But where, you can you can you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of where I've I heard that, but I think it was in that Mark that Mark Kolansky book. Is that right, Johnny? Um. I Maybe. know that. I think, I think he talked he about talked it. He talked about it a lot in the uh, Petrosky book too. Yeah. If, ever, how, um, if ever you want to re- read a okay. really good book, Randy, there's a there's a book called um, uh, Between the Pages. Is that what it's called? Between the Pages. I think it's just called Paper. Paper. Okay. It's by Mark really? Mark Kurlansky. Um, I'll put I a have... link. I'll put a link in show notes about the history of paper. It's really good. Yeah. Oh. His other books are really good too. I just got the Milk one for yeah. Father's Day that I haven't read yet. Yeah. Yeah, I have not read it. I will check it out. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for being on. This has been this has been really Yay. fun and like super educational. Oh yeah. yeah, it's a pleasure. It's such a pleasure to you guys are like my pencil heroes. I, I appreciate Yay. it. I <laughs> love talking to you. It's, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. So, can you tell our you tell our uh, our listeners where to find you on the internet and social media? <laughs> you you bet. It was gonna be. It was gonna be. Here's my site. But listen, um, <laughs> like I said, just go to Erasable. Search. Just do a search for Reagan, my last name, R-A-G-A-N. You're going to see some of my recent posts. And I want you to see them, not to buy them. There's a few left, but forget that. Just look at the rare ones because I got some of the, uh, the the very rare ones and very old ones. And then uh, in the next day or two, the podcast may come out first or not. I'm going to put up a special post of some more. Uh, and they're going to be you know, very, you know, very affordable, uh, very, you know, very nice variety. A lot of the stuff we talked about. I've set them aside, you know, for for this reason, uh, and and they're already restored in the whole thing. I just need to. It takes time to take pictures and put them in the post and everything. Uh, and I tell you what, I I will put a post up that if you want to be tagged, like when when that post is made, I got I already got a, a bunch of people that they say please tag me for your next post so I can go look real quick. Hmm. They want to kind of be the first because they go quick, and they're one of and mo- almost all of them are one of a kind. I mean, so many of them about I'd say about eighty. 80 85 percent of the go out the door i've seen once and may or may not see again so if you really it's one that you really like you probably ought to get it that's not a sales play i mean that's just the way it is yeah yeah so yeah just look for me on erasable okay awesome how about you andy um i um you can also find me at the erasable group um but i'm also at um woodclinch.com and um you can find me on twitter and instagram as at a wealthy how about you johnny I am at pencilrevolution.com and on social media at Pencilution. And we, of course, are the Erasable Podcast, who you can find on the internet at erasable.us. This episode, episode 101, will be erasable.us slash 101. You can find us on social media at Erasable Podcast. And, of course, we're on iTunes and all of your favorite podcast readers. And if you want to give us great reviews, that would be super awesome. (laughs) And we'll talk to you next time. The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain. 
a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com. Gaze captures me with